In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Under family, today we will ponder St. Martha's words of faith, and we will ponder how in these violent times there's no violence in Detroit, and how using the PNC we can tell the difference between something that is Catholic and something that is not, between the truly Catholic teaching that is professed in the National Catholic Register versus words of apostasy in the fake Catholic newspaper, National Catholic Reporter. Other family first, St. Martha's words of faith. Today we heard St. Martha make a statement of faith to Jesus, reflecting her faith in Jesus. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. You know, those words, those are words that we use all the time in our lives. Lord, if you'd have been here, where are you, Lord? Are you not listening, Lord? I have these issues, Lord. Could you help me a little bit here, Lord? Lord, if you'd been here. We use those words all the time. Our Lord pretty much responded, well, Martha, your brother will rise. We know this. We know because of Good Friday and Easter Sunday that no matter what darkness we face, there will be our Easter Sunday. And Martha's got a long-term look here. Oh, I know you'll rise in the resurrection on the last day. I'm talking about now, Lord. And Jesus, the Lord, straightforwardly told her the very hook upon which we hang our hats. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, whoever believes in me, even if you run into little trouble in this life, whoever believes in me, even if it gets pretty stormy and dark, nevertheless will live. And anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. So ultimately, this lesson of Martha's if-then statement, if, Lord, you had been here, then my brother would not have died, is followed up by Jesus' if-then reassurance, a reassurance that applies to us today. If you believe in me, then you will never die. It is the truth we live by 2,000 years later. If we believe in Jesus, if we love him, we will keep his commandments, we will rise to eternal life. It doesn't matter what goes on in this life. That is a lesson for all times and places, including our time and place like the cross, but including our time in other places like Detroit versus Portland, Seattle, and Minneapolis. So here's a short lesson on the difference between Detroit versus Portland, Seattle, and Minneapolis. Your family, as we pondered many, many times, human nature does not change. A perfect example, which we all have seen, is that if, if a kid is throwing a temper tantrum and the parent gives in to the kid's temper tantrum, what did that kid just learn? How to get his spoiled brat way. You know as well as I do, nobody likes to be around a spoiled brat kid. If you produce enough spoiled brat kids with useless disciplinary measures like, oh, go sit in the corner for five minutes of time out, little Johnny. Oh, we don't want to hurt your feelings, little Johnny. Here's a participation trophy. 
That really, you know, to say it like <laughs> that does offend the libs. You got proof in the pudding, my dear family. Eventually they grow older and you end up with a generation of 20 to 30 year olds who have the mistaken impression that if they throw a temper tantrum, all City Hall has to do is say, there, there, little Johnny, there'll be no punishment for your crimes. We're not gonna arrest you. We're not gonna make you post bail. No matter how despicable, you just go ahead, riot, loot, burn and shoot. Your family, who can argue? But that is not exactly what we are seeing in Seattle's summer love or Portland's 62 straight days of violence or Minneapolis's burned down police station. But look at Detroit. There, the Detroit police chief explained the lack of violent riots. In simple, no timeout, no participation trophy words, quote, we don't retreat here. In other words, we don't reward the miscreants. Police Chief James Craig says the city's mayor and community members have stood together against street radicals. He said, we don't retreat here in Detroit. We're just not going to do it. That's a quote. Listen to your family and see the chief of police sounds like me. Quote, you saw the images of streets where there was lawlessness, looting, burning. Those are almost my exact words. Riding, looting, burning, shooting. This black chief of police continued, no sign of police officers there. We weren't giving up ground to the radicals. We just didn't do it. We got a great police department, great leadership. No, no claims of systemic racism in Detroit. No playing the race card, victim card in Detroit. No, we have a great police department, great leadership. And we have a community that stands with us and said enough is enough. Our mayor stands with this police chief, stands with this police department, and we are not going to tolerate this uptick in violence. That's key. That's a quote. So their family, let no one try to tell us in this godless lawlessness we're seeing all around us what's going on in Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, and other places. Don't, try to, don't let them try to tell us. Has it anything to do with God, Almighty God, or Jesus the Lord? Our life, it does not. Call them exactly what they are. Godless heathens, the enemies of good people. Again, as always, not my opinion. We have 11 straight vicars of Christ who confirm that for us. 11 straight vicars of Christ who say that Marxism, progressivism, socialism, communism, they're all the same thing. And they all are godless evil. Unfortunately, many people who dare to call themselves Catholic are grotesquely misguided in this regard. And the blame for that falls squarely on the shoulders of, not the, not the shoulders of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, which has handed down to us the unchanged, unchangeable truth for 2000 years, but on too many failed shepherds, cowards at best, imposters at worst, who either cowardly refuse to speak up and speak out and call a spade a spade, to call Marxism, progressivism, socialism, communism, exactly what it is, pure evil. Or imposters who walk down the streets with, hand in hand with, Black Lives Matter, a communist organization. Or down the streets, as they go down the streets of a riot-torn city, or fly a rainbow flag from their cathedral. Dear family, it's time to, it's time to pull out the PNC again. 
the principle of non-contradiction. If something is true, anything contrary to it is false. Today's gospel is the truth. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And anyone who lives and believes in me will never die. If we believe in Jesus, we strive to keep his commandments and confess those times that we in our weakness and sinfulness fall short. Again, you don't have to take my word for it. Jesus said it among so many places at the Last Supper, quote, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. John 14, 15. You are my friends if you do what I command you. John 15, 14. At no time do we redefine the truth to suit our agenda, which brings us to our final point of the day. There are two big newspapers in our country, both of whom purport to be Catholic. They are the National Catholic Register and the National Catholic Reporter. They are as different as night and day. Let us use the brains God gave us. Apply the PNC, the principle of non-contradiction. If something is true, anything contrary to it is false. If the National Catholic Register is Catholic, then the National Catholic Reporter is not. And your family, let it register. I'm trying to help you remember this. Let it register clearly in your heads that the National Catholic Register is truly Catholic. The National Catholic Reporter is not. If ever you forget which one is which, if ever, sometimes I did, if ever it does not register that the National Catholic Register is Catholic, basically all you have to do is read one article in either one of them, and you'll figure it out quickly enough. So here's one example of the fake Catholic reporter, and you'll quickly see exactly what I mean. The progressive National Catholic Reporter has declared Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to be the future of the Catholic Church. God help us all if that were true. Noting her frequent references to Catholic values. I don't know about you, but I don't recall in 2,000 years values being something that was promoted. No, Catholic truth is promoted. In an op-ed Monday, so we're just, what's today? Wednesday? Monday. NCR's, the reporter's executive editor, Heidi Schlumpf, praised Ocasio-Cortez as a rock star millennial leader of the left. Right away. You read one sentence and you just know, uh uh-oh. Your family realize and understand the National Catholic Reporter is notorious, is notorious for parroting the positions of the Democratic Party, even when they contradict clear teachings of the Catholic Church. And over the years has has pushed for abortion, same-sex marriage, women's ordination to the priesthood, an end to celibacy, and greater restrictions on religious liberty and conscience objections. Do you know those, those nuns, the poor sisters of the poor that took care of all those old people? And under Obamacare, they were trying to force them to provide for artificial contraception. They point for they they go for that. It is unsurprising, therefore, that among Ocasio-Cortez's purportedly Catholic values, one discovers a full-bore embrace of the Democrats' advocacy of taxpayer-funded abortion on demand as a human right. By the way, in all my years, I've, I never, I, 
Maybe you have, I never have heard one left-wing godless abortion rights advocate invoke the holy and exalted name of Jesus as someone who would support murdering babies within their mother's wombs. I've never yet heard that. I hope to God I never do. That's his blast. Well, Obama said, God bless Planned Parenthood. That's as blasphemous a statement as has ever been heard by human ears. Ocasio-Cortez has slammed attempts to pass legislation protecting unborn children, insisting that they are about owning women and establishing theocracy in America. Listen, AOC, if your faith isn't informing every move you make in life, watch out. Invest in air conditioning because you're going to need it for eternity. She said, quote, abortion bans aren't just about controlling women's bodies. It's got nothing to do with that. It's about protecting a baby. She said they're about controlling women's sexuality, owning women, she tweeted in 2019. From limiting birth control to banning comprehensive sex ed, U.S. religious fundamentalists, she's talking about you and me, are working hard to outlaw sex that falls outside their theology. Laws criminalizing or restricting the killing of infants reveal that a woman's right to receive an abortion threatens a core element underpinning right-wing ideology, patriarchy. There's another card they're playing a lot these days, patriarchy. It's a brutal form of oppression to seize control of the one essential thing a person should command, their own body. Oh, never mind, though, AOC. They're certainly restricting our bodies these days, aren't they? The virus. I could go on and on to your family. I could. You know I could. Just understand, please note carefully that AOC and anyone, anyone who subscribes to her views, they're not Catholic. But again, as always, you don't have to take my word for it. In response, the United States bishops reiterated the church's longstanding opposition to abortion and support for the Hyde Amendment, which is the amendment that says no taxpayer money. You want to do that. Archbishop Joseph Nauman, I met him down in, in uh, St. Louis when he was down there, when, when Archbishop Burke was first installed as Archbishop of St. Louis. Good guy. Head of the bishop's pro-life committee said that abolishing the Hyde Amendment would undo over 40 years of broad bipartisan consensus on freedom of conscience. But there's AOC wanting to get rid of it. Archbishop Nauman decried the extremism now that's attacking what most people would consider a very important principle. Why should taxpayers pay for something that they find morally objectionable, Nauman's asked, noting recent attempts by lawmakers to equate abortion with health care. When you're, quote, when you're destroying a human life, that isn't health care. Thank you, Archbishop Nauman. According, he continued, according to official Catholic Church teaching, abortion constitutes murder and anyone procuring an abortion is automatically excommunicated from the church. Since the first century, the church has affirmed the moral evil of every procured abortion, the Catholic Catechism states. This teaching has not changed and remains unchangeable. There it is, dear family. Those are the words I always use. Not making it up. This isn't me being some radical right wing. Unchanged and unchangeable. It's right there in the catechism. So apply, dear family, the PNC and understand. Let it register that the National Catholic Register is Catholic. The reporter is no more Catholic than the racist abomination down the street one block named Planned Parenthood, the most racist organization in the United States of America. 
So may God bless us as we strive to follow the real Jesus, who is our life. Follow the real Jesus and live up to his commands to love as he loves. Never forgetting that the many whom Jesus loves sometimes make really bad choices and have chosen the broad road to destruction. If Jesus was here, then we would know more clearly. But if people would just follow the real Jesus, we would not be seen riding in the streets or Planned Parenthood right up the street. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.